This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Lazarus and the rich man. Increase our faith. Unworthy servants, ten lepers, and as the lightning. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. 
O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.
Old Testament reading for the third Sunday in Lent is from Exodus chapter 17. All of the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rethmed. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirst there for water. And the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with this your people? They are almost ready to have me stoned. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you there at the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it, and the people will drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of that place Masha and Merib, because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, and because they tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. According to St. John, the fourth chapter. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who thirsts of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, 
Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. A well, the place people cannot be apart from without certain death. Life centers around the well, the place of water without which one cannot be sustained in life. It is there that Jesus teaches about another kind of water for another kind of life, and he calls it living water. And living water in Hebrew is an expression for a flowing water, a water that is not stagnant and so susceptible to rot and decay and all kinds of foul odor. Living water is what the prophet Zechariah said would flow out of Jerusalem on the coming day of the Lord. The Lord has come. And he was in Jerusalem performing many signs healing and restoring to life. Then he moved, flowing out into the Judean countryside where he was baptizing with water, cleansing people of their sins and reconciling them, that is, unseparating them to God. And then on to Jacob's well in Samaria where he would then give living water to an outcast woman and her outcast people. Living water was flowing out of Jerusalem into the world. At Jacob's well, Jesus said, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give to him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Who would then not say, as the Samaritan woman did, Sir, give me this water. And is that not what we thirst for in this life? A way to prolong life and even defeat death? To overcome our biological limitations and become immortal? to stop 
our inevitable biological life from leaving this life and world? Was it not the legend of the fountain of the youth that drove Spanish explorer Ponce de Leon to the shores of Florida where it was reputed to be? And then, in its more contemporary, grotesque form, is it not why Communist Party members of certain global origins undergo multiple organ transplants harvested from living people and victims in order to extend their evil into the world? If only they knew the living Christ. Yes, and likewise with the Samaritan woman, we would then be completely oblivious, blind and deaf to the true meaning and the understanding of the words that flowed from the mouth of God that day at Jacob's well, thinking only in such biologically limited terms that such living water only means for us not ever being physically thirsty again or having to suffer the drudgery of drawing water every day. That is not what Jesus means. This living water is that which makes eternally living what is eternally dead. Born into this world, we have and we move our being throughout breathing, eating, drinking, and engaging in physical life. We have a name, we have an identity. But so too do we have something that no other living creatures in this creation have. We have a soul. We even have God's law written into our hearts. We have a sense, therefore, of what's right and wrong. We have a conscience. And therefore, we have an accountability to that same God. Yet, we are still considered by God to be dead, spiritually stagnant, rotting, decaying, and exuding the vile odor of sin. The same mouth of God word tells us that apart from the one true living God, we are not living but dead, dead in our trespasses and sins, regardless of how alive we might think we really are. And though alive in the flesh, Apart from God, we are dead in spirit, dead to God, dead in the ways of God, dead to his kingdom, dead, dead, dead. Remember what Jesus said to dead in spirit, Nicodemus. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born from above, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus also suffered what the Samaritan woman did. He too was blind and deaf to the understanding of what Jesus was teaching. How could a man enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? And then, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty and have to come here to draw water. Well, here's a clue, and you should mark it well, and always know this Bible verse by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It is written, A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. There you have the whole world around you. Nicodemus did not understand. Spiritually, dead, though he was living and breathing, and he was even a religious man. But yet, he was only a natural man. Therefore, Jesus teaches, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We must be made spiritually alive and become a spiritual man. And though we walk and we talk and we eat and we drink and we marry and we are given in marriage, as it will be on that great and last day of the Lord, many who think they are truly living and alive in fulfilling the desires of their flesh will come to see that they were indeed dead to God and all that is truly life. 
They do not have what Jesus came to give to the whole world, living water, in order then to enter into the living kingdom. Apart from this living water, all remain dead in their trespasses and sins, unwashed, uncleansed, unforgiven, for they are unspirited, unworded, and unrepentant, and therefore rendered by God unalive to him. For your generation coming up, know this, these are the true living dead. And so it was with that Samaritan woman. She was very much one of the sons of disobedience, alive in the flesh, but she too was dead in spirit. She was the first century Hollywood prototype, married five times and now shacking up with a man who was not her husband. Though she drank from Jacob's well, even knowing the prophecies concerning the coming Messiah, still she was dead in her trespasses and sins. Dead to God, dead to his word, dead to his worship, and dead in spirit and truth. That is why Jesus came. That is why you, young men, are being prepared for the office of the Holy Ministry and young women in the mercy work of deaconess. Jesus comes to give life, to give her life, and to make known to her the living water that makes her alive now in spirit and truth. Jesus provides the Father those whom the Father seeks to worship him in that way, in spirit and truth, which is nothing other than to be alive unto God by the indwelling of his Holy Spirit and the knowledge of his truth, the truth that leads us to faith and life in his living Son at the well. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I have come to tell you all things and then to give you living water. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, do you see what is happening here? In that conversation, Jesus is bringing a spiritually dead woman to spiritual life by preaching and teaching his word into her ears to open them to receive, to open her eyes to see. This is what woke really means. And this is the woke you are to take out into the world. Notice that he first promises life, but not without recognizing her sins and her need then to be cleansed from them. He reveals her death to God by her life in sin and that she is in need of this living water that he brings, not a water that refreshes the body momentarily only to leave her thirsty again, but with a water that quenches the deepest thirst of her soul so much so that it wells up in her continuously in abundant and holy life, straight up into eternity, and then for her straight out into the people of her community, where she says, come and see. See the one who has told me all about my life. What specifically is this living water? Jesus tells us, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. And to drink is to hear Christ. And to hear Christ is to believe in him. And with such hearing with faith, so too then to receive the Holy Spirit of God, who then works in us and wells up in us faith and new life, a life with God that begins here in time, even now, right now, as we walk and as we breathe and as we have our being. 
We are right now in God's kingdom, under a new authority, with a new and divine language to speak, a new understanding, a new worldview, a new certain hope of what God has prepared for all who love him. How could this not well up in us and spill forth into the world? That the same flow of Jesus out of Jerusalem into the countryside is what flows out of this chapel into the community of Fort Wayne. All of this means that you have a new destiny. You have a purpose and a place to be fulfilled in you through this living water and that word of Christ in which you now walk and have your being, your eternal being. You no longer belong to yourself. You no longer belong to this life and its end, but to God and his kingdom that has no end. And when he comes again and you actually see what that is, you will not be disappointed but will cry out with an inexpressible joy, thanks be to God. We began this divine service, where? Remembering our baptism, around the well of life, around the baptismal font, where the word of God is a true living water, rich in grace and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, and for what? for that journey into the wilderness and that journey ahead to drink again from the rock who is Christ our Lord. Right here in the spirit and truth worship of God where the Messiah says to you, I who speak to you am he. The Lord is come. It is time to drink again. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people that by repentance the Lord may draw us close to himself. For the church throughout the world and in this place that Christ's salvation may be proclaimed to all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the nations of the world, that they may promote peace and justice for Joseph, our president, Eric, our governor, the Congress, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws, that they may serve us with wisdom and humility. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for those who suffer poverty, hunger, homelessness, and unemployment, that God's great mercy and love would preserve and relieve them. And for us and all Christians, that the Spirit would lead us to cheerful, generous giving from the bounty the Lord provides 
to care for those in need, let us pray to the Lord. For those who are estranged from the church, that by Christ's word they may be gathered into his family, for the addicted and despairing, that they may be rescued and delivered, and for those in broken homes, that they may be comforted, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and injured, that God would grant them healing, and for those who mourn, that the Lord would comfort them with his faithful love and victory over death, let us pray to the Lord. For those who receive Christ's body and blood in the blessed sacrament of the altar this day, that they may draw near in repentant faith and delight to eat and drink to their salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you holy lord almighty father everlasting god through jesus christ our lord who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the paschal feast in sincerity and truth therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. 
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Know indeed that all your sins are forgiven. Depart in peace. Amen. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. And with my spirit. Be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.